Get ready for a new episode of KP Talks Dollars and Cents. Learn financial literacy and get real-time updates on all things housing, finance, and real estate with your host, Kevin Perenio. As an owner and C-level executive for 20-plus years in finance, KP is here to serve you with all of his knowledge and experience. Whether you're a broker, realtor, or just interested in the economy, this is the podcast for you. So let's get started. Here's your host, Kevin Perenio. Hey, it's KP coming to you live from Laguna Beach. I don't get out here very much, but that is a sunset. Sorry, my my camera doesn't allow me to like zoom in and I'm sure my audio is terrible and I'm sure you're hearing this stuff, but I wanted you to get uh, this amazing sunset at Laguna Beach. We are right downtown. We're at Driftwood Kitchen. Um, it's a company called Percy. It used to be called Byside. Um, they've been collecting data for about seven years on borrower habits. You know, seven of 10 borrowers that are buying a home are also selling a home. And um, that's pretty cool. I talked to Chuck, their CEO tonight, and uh, you know this event was set up uh, by Janet and Sarah Crossley, which everybody knows the business. So uh, here we go. You get some, you get some love. So big day tomorrow. Massively huge, huge day tomorrow. You have the Fed basically saying what they're going to do. Are they going to do 75 basis points? Are they going to do 100 basis points? Odds are probably 75. But if their language is hawkish, you might see the stock market sell off tomorrow and go down. I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not responsible for your losses, only your profits. And uh, get uh, help from someone who is like a real financial advisor. But the bottom line is there is like a huge, by the way, look at it. There you go, sunset, Orange County. There's, there's a probability the stock market sells off. Buy on the rumor, sell on the news. It's um, it's a big day tomorrow. All the tech companies are reporting earnings. All the the thing stock, you know, uh, tech stocks are selling, you know, reporting earnings. A- Apple comes out, I believe, on Thursday and reports their earnings. You know, that's that's a massive bellwether. Is the economy good? Are people still buying iPhones? Are they still subscribing to services? Are they still spending money? in the face of a recession. I know everyone's been talking about recession and you know, we have not seen job losses yet, except in the mortgage industry and the real estate industry. Our industry has seen uh, a lot of job losses because rates are high and volume is down and it's not gonna be a $4.6 trillion year. It might be a $2.4 trillion year. That's a big, a big dip down 40% plus and um, and so the reality is like in America there has never been more people than now working two full-time jobs since the data was collected in 1994 a full-time job is someone working 35 hours or more a week there are more people working two jobs of 70 hours a week plus which I know because I usually hit that by Thursday night when I cut my video but there are more people working two full-time jobs now than ever before. 
And so uh, the jobs have not been getting lost and they have not been shed at a mass scale yet. And so it's hard to decide whether we're in a recession or not when job strength is so good. But wage growth has started to decline, but so has uh, inflation a little bit, but still very high. So the price of goods and services is still high. Wage inflation, wage growth is slowing. People are working multiple jobs to make ends meet. Is there going to be a snap effect? Will the Fed say something tomorrow to say, you know, inflation is still such a big problem that we need to um, keep raising rates? Will they guide forward another 50 to 75 basis points for the next meeting, which is in September? Or will they say, we'll take a measured approach? Will they be hawkish or dovish? It's a big deal. Everyone in the mortgage industry, we know that things have... Um, been a little turbulent. But there's still a lot of business out there. So you got to grind, find purchase business. It's seasonal. It's summer. People are doing their thing. Uh, conferences are in full effect. By the way, uh, that is Catalina Island, like back there. It's really noisy. I don't know what the audio is going to be like. I apologize in advance. But um, look, I'm here at the California Mortgage Banker Association, the Western Secondary. It is a big big conference, one of the top five conferences in our industry. And it's a Dana Point at the Waldorf Astoria at Monarch Beach. And there is a lot of conversation. How are we going to reassess, retool, and get ready for 2023? People are forward-looking and we're thinking about 2023 today. So let's get ready. Let's put people in houses. Let's help people find their dream home. Let's watch the data and see what happens. And let's listen to the Fed. Let's see what they think. They have access to more data than anybody in the world. And by the way, if America goes into a recession, okay, we are like the least dirty clothes in the hamper. The rest of the world is in a shitstorm. They got problems with oil from Russia. They got problems with inflation. They got problems with their economy. King dollar. The dollar is the strongest currency, the reserve currency of the world. The Fed has met their mission to make sure that the king dollar reigns supreme. And that's good for all of us. It may not be good for our multinational stocks, but it's good for America. So I don't know everyone's situation. I hope you're living a blessed life. I hope you're working your ass off. I hope your family's having a great summer. We're going to come back out in two more nights and do another video. Cheers. Hey, it's KP coming to you live from Corona, California. It is five in the morning on the West Coast. I just pulled an all-nighter. I apologize if I've not emailed you back in the last couple weeks. Been on the road a little bit, had a conference, and the Western Secondary that's put on by the California Mortgage Bank Association was uh, was a great show. Very well attended, as always, at uh, down in Dana Point, California, and uh, everyone was talking about what's going on in the economy housing using the recession word and we've hit a wall and this and that and i don't get all negative too much and feed into that but let's be real about it don't fight the fed don't fight the fed they know what they're doing they may not engineer a soft landing they may not have tackled inflation soon enough but don't fight them because they're the ones calling the shots here and i'm seeing a lot of people talk about 
the 75 basis point hike that was done this week, which we here on the show, we all talked about it. Our community down below uh, talked about it. We all pretty much unanimously agree it's going to be a 75 basis point uh, rate hike. Um, it's not directly correlated to uh, interest rates because the 75 basis point, uh, you know, Fed funds rate went up. Doesn't mean that mortgage interest rates are going to go up, but there is a correlation. So you have to understand that it does actually impact mortgage interest rates. You got to hear me out. So if you watch uh, Chairman Powell's statement, just the first sentence, I think he says inflation like three times in like the first 15 words. Inflation, uh, persistent inflation, we're going to fight inflation. So he's telling us what he's going to do. He's going to fight inflation. And the only tool that they have to fight inflation is to raise the, is to raise the federal funds rate which is uh, the rate at which banks lend to each other. And so that will put a halt um, on many facets of the economy. It will slow down demand. That is the way to tackle inflation. That's all the Fed's got. That's it. That's all they got. So if you notice the 10-year uh, treasury, okay, since about a week ago, it has um, the yield has actually uh, come down. And um, about, let's say, 43 uh, basis points. Now, since the market peaked and that uh, yield peaked at 350 on the 10-year, it's been um, since June, uh, let's call it 13, lucky 13. That number's come down 85 basis points. So 43 of the 85 was just since last week. What happened last week? We had that huge hot reading of inflation. And we saw all the information coming out about inflation, saying how hot it's going to be. It was higher than expected. And then, you know, we've talked about in the past when you break down that index and how those, you know, PPI and CPI numbers, um, you know, how they're uh, calculated. We're going to remove last July's number with a number for this year. We're going to remove August number uh, of last year of 21 with August of this year. And if these readings continue to be even 0.5, what if they're us of 0.9% again and they're replacing smaller numbers from last year? We're going to see higher and higher numbers. The bond market knew that. They knew that last week. And as soon as they saw that hot read, they knew the Fed was going to keep their foot on the brakes. Two 75 basis point rate hikes plus the 50 done earlier this year. Those are massive moves. Not just, I mean, we just did 150 basis points in like less than 45 days. Those are massive moves, especially from a percentage standpoint, historically, um, from where we started just 45 days ago. And those are lag effects. Those federal funds, are, uh, you know, rate hikes, they have a lag effect on the economy. Sometimes it takes up to a year for that to happen and really um, halt on the brakes. The Fed got the green light to continue to make the rate hikes because the job market is still tight. That means it's good. That means uh, there's still uh, full employment. Now, uh, in that statement that the Fed said, which don't fight them, listen to them. They're telling you exactly what they're trying to do. They said they are going to slow down the economy and they're going to work on slowing down the hot labor market. They're literally telling you they want people to lose jobs. They're saying it. They're saying they want demand to slow down because they are fighting inflation. They said that is their number one mission. Mission. They got rid of, they've got the full employment. Now it's all about inflation. Now, some people may have interpreted that, um, you know, they were 
less hawkish because they said, now we're going to be data dependent. The next meeting isn't until September. It's like, you know, almost two months away at this point. So they're going to watch data between then and now. You've got multiple jobs reports and inflation reports and retail sales reports and all kinds of stuff that's going to come out between now and the next meeting. That Just because they're saying we're going to watch the data, because remember, they didn't watch it good enough the last time when they said inflation was transitory and they got behind. Instead of them saying we're going to have this measured approach, 75 bips every time, 75, 75, 75, instead of saying what they're going to do, they're saying they're going to be data dependent. That also means they could continue to raise even higher than what they have been doing or slow down. They're going to watch the data and they have a lot of data to watch before their next meeting. So some people are interpreting what they did as to be dovish, but it really is hawkish if you listen to them. And I'm not just saying that. I'm a very positive person. So um, hawkish is not good. Hawkish means they're going to continue to raise rates and fight inflation. And they're telling you, don't fight the Fed. They're going to slow down the economy, which, by the way, Q2 initial reading came out today for uh, GDP. 70% of our economy is consumer driven which means demand by our consumers, there is a consensus for Q2 GDP to go up by half a percent, 0.5%. It went down by 0.9%. So now I'm 45, almost 46. My entire life, all I've ever read about is two negative GDP quarters in a row. You're in a recession. Well, that's what it is. But no, now there's this like new uh, Bureau of Economic research or analysis or some acronym that no one really talks about that they had to say with their leading indicators that they think it's a recession. Do you know the last time there was a recession, it took them a year to actually call it a recession? So um, I thought that was pretty interesting when I read that in one of my subscription services. One of the lagging indicators is actually job losses. Yes, it's hard to say with such a strong economy and, you know, what appears to be a very strong uh, uh, labor market that we're not in a recession. But for jobs to actually be lost, it happens down the road towards the tail end of the cycle and when you're already in the recession, which is why those leading indicators from those economic agencies, um, you know, they're kind of like behind the curve. They're behind the times and, and we're looking at the data right now. So one of the things, two early signs you can look at is manufacturing jobs, which have rolled over hard. Manufacturing jobs have rolled over hard and um, jobless claims. Now, the jobless claims numbers, even though it's not high with this 255, 256,000 weekly jobless claims, on a percentage basis, it is high. And people leaving the labor market um, tend to mask the unemployment rate. So if people are leaving the labor market or maybe they're working another gig or maybe they're a student or whatever the case may be, it's hard to see those indicators right now while you're in a recession. So having said all that, um, we're in a recession. And we in housing know that because we are the bellwether for this economy. We led our way out of the recession when the pandemic hit. We rocked it with record uh, you know, volume at $4 trillion, And housing is in a recession. We know that. We know that we've retraced back maybe as much as 50%, certainly um, in that you know 32% range if you're uh, uh, a Fibonacci retracement follower. I advise you to look up Fibonacci uh, retracements and how they occur in nature and human nature. Um, the 38.2% level, we've probably retraced that back pretty easily now, um, you know, in housing. And so that's why you're seeing job losses happen in housing. 
because that is the bellwether of this economy. People feel wealthy based on their home price. Now, our home price is going to depreciate or flatten appreciation or have flat appreciation. You're looking at data all the time. I was reading data, Atlas Research. Uh, Mike Simonson does a great job. You can check him on YouTube. Um, he's talking about, you know, um, you know, something like 38% of home uh, listings have had price reductions. And we could see that peak at about 40%. July is typically the low point of the year for that kind of activity. But still, 18% of home prices are selling, you know, almost right away. So we've got to watch the data, watch all this stuff come out, um, you know, Trust your leadership. We've been here and we've done this before. Um, we've been through multiple expansions and recessions, and we just have to keep growing and we're doing it. There's still a ton of business to go out there and go get. Having said that, have a great, positive, long weekend. July is over. Let's roll into August. Leo season rising. Cheers. You've been listening to KP Talks Dollars and Cents a top-rated show for those who want to learn about the economy and mortgage environment. Tune in each week for more episodes and please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Kevin Perenio does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through KP Talks Dollars and Cents. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice. For more info, follow KP Talks Dollars and Cents on all of our social channels.